thinking about your next career move in research and development? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that's investing £20 billion in R&D over the next two years. The nation that's home to four of the world's top research universities. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Question of the week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists with me, Hannah Critchlow. This week, we ponder potatoes. You can bake a potato, boil a potato, fry it, chip it and roast them. But can you melt one? Hello, Naked Scientists. This is Sean from Surrey in the UK. On a recent family camping trip, we were baking potatoes and toasting a few marshmallows on a metal grid over the embers of a fire. I'm pretty sure that most things can exist as a solid, liquid or gas. So my question is, what would I have to do to melt my potato to a liquid like I can melt a marshmallow? And would this be possible to achieve outside my tent and with a beer? Thank you. We invited an expert for lunch to discuss with us the chemistry behind this conundrum. I'm Dr Peter Wothers from the Department of Chemistry and I'm currently sitting in a cafe enjoying my last little mouthful of jacket potato here. Mm. Very good. So why don't potatoes melt? Well, this is actually quite a tricky answer, but it depends on the complexity of what we're trying to melt. The things that generally will melt... And, and reversibly, so if you cool them down again, it might form the solid again, would be very simple substances. So certainly, if everyone knows that uh, mercury is already a liquid, okay, if you cool it down, you'll get a solid again. Keep doing that forever. It'll just reverse between solid, liquid, and solid as you warm it and cool it. But if you get more complicated things, there are other possibilities. Things can start to change, start to break down. Molecules can actually decompose. And, and this is what's going to happen. So if we think about sugar, this is a more complicated structure. There's, it's made up of three different types of atoms. We've got carbon hydrogen and oxygen and if we warm this up well we can get liquid sugar we can melt the sugar and this is where the molecules are all moving around still in their sugar forms but if you heat that up too much again different parts of the sugar molecules might start to interact with each other and form new chemical compounds you can boil off water and you're going to be left with this sort of black gooey mess which is carbon now when you come to a potato it's even more complicated you haven't got one type of substance there you've got a complete array of all sorts of uh, complexity you've got water in there, you've got starches in there, you've got sugars in there, you've got fats in there. All these ones can start interacting with each other. You're not just going to end up with one liquid mess of all of those. They're going to start interacting at much lower temperatures, recombining, giving out water vapour and decomposing what's left into this sort of black, gooey carbon mess. And that's what you end up with your burnt potato. So, due to the chemical complexity of the simple starchy spud, it can't melt. Instead, cooking causes the constituent molecules in the potato to interact, evaporate and decompose, and at really high temperatures form just black carbon. Marshmallow, on the other hand, is made of simpler, smaller molecules, including refined sugars, which, if we carefully heat at low temperatures, we can melt the inside and keep the sugars intact. Crawl 1969, Evan A.U. and Clifford K. agree on on the forum and Zach Zeus adds it would be cool to turn a potato into instant mash though. Now going from spuds to drugs with a question just in from Aru Hutterman in Helsinki, Finland. 
How come some fungi have evolved to produce substances that are hallucinogenic like psilocybin? What's the benefit and cost of producing such chemicals? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks for a great show. So why does nature bother to produce hallucinogens? What do you think about that one? Let us know by posting on our Naked Scientists Facebook page. You can also tweet at Naked Scientists or you can email chris at thenakedscientist.com or you can join in the debate on our forum, which is at nakedscientists.com slash forum. The Naked Scientists Question of the Week, brought to you in association with the How to Wisman Foundation, supporting science and education from Alpha to Omega. Thinking about your next career move in research and development? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that's investing £20 billion in R&D over the next two years. The nation that's home to four of the world's top research universities. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.